Man sacrifices his health in order to make money. Then he sacrifices money to recuperate his health. And then he is so anxious about the future that he does not enjoy the present. The result being that he does not live in the present or the future. He lives as if he is never going to die and then dies having never really lived. The Dalai Lama. She used to deliver babies, but now she delivers exceptional wellness for women. Welcome to her Brilliant Health Radio, where holistic women's health expert and board-certified OBGYN Dr. Kieran Dunstan shares revolutionary insight from leading experts on what you need to know today to treat the root cause of disease, heal, and create the radiant health you've been searching for. Lean in and get ready to experience the bountiful, blissful, and beautiful vitality that you deserve. Welcome back, beautiful, brilliant woman. I'm so glad you chose to join me for another episode of Her Brilliant Health. Did you know that your money is related to your health? Yep. That's right, it is, because it's all about energy flow. Money is the current of energy through your life, and your health is too. Your chi, or currency of health, has to be flowing freely for you to be optimally healthy, and that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. But first, I want to send some gratitude to Sarah Webb 90, who gave this review through Instagram. Oh my gosh, I just listened and I think I'm now obsessed with you. I'm just a few months from graduating with my doctorate as a nurse practitioner, and I just entered this journey a few months. Now I'm questioning everything I've learned and practiced as a nurse over the last six years. I can't wait to learn more from you. Thank you so much, Sarah, for listening and for taking time out of your busy life to share your thoughts and feelings with everyone. It means so much to me to know that I am striking a chord with you and covering information and inspiration that speaks to you. Because after all, that's what this podcast is for, you. Your reviews, feedback, and comments all let me know if I'm saying the things that you want to hear in a way that is meaningful to you so that you can move your health and your life in a positive direction. Plus, when you leave a review, it helps other women needing this information to find us. Would you consider taking 60 seconds of your time right now to pause this episode and write a review highlighting the benefits women receive from the podcast? I'd be so grateful. And so will the woman who reads and identifies with your review so that she knows what benefit she'll find in listening. Thank you in advance for helping to spread the message of holistic health and healing. And now back to money and your health. Money is simply a symbol of the flow of energy exchange between and among individuals. We could trade camels and books and time back and forth, but that would be cumbersome. And that's why we created paper symbols to represent these energy exchanges. The basic framework of your physical health is your energetic health, also known as your chi. Some of you may have heard me talk about these intangible aspects of your health that form the scaffolding or framework for your physical body, kind of like the framing for your house. You can't see it, but without it, there would be no walls or ceilings, no doors or windows, essentially no place to live. Well, your body is the same. So what forms the energetic framework for your physical body? The intangibles. The thing that gives you life and animates you from the day you're conceived until the day you die. 
Some may call it your spirit, some call it your soul, or even your essential essence and many other terms. What you choose to call it doesn't matter because a rose is still a rose by any other name. I choose to call it your spirit. So what is your spirit exactly? If you haven't read Carolyn Mace's book, Anatomy of the Spirit, I highly recommend it. This book really helped me to understand exactly what the spirit is, what its components are, how to work with it, and how it is related to health. It encompasses your essential energetic essence that animates your physical body. It's like the electricity that flows through the lamp and gives it life and light. Otherwise, it's just a lamp with no light. Kind of like how your body is after your energy transitions to another plane after you die and leave your body. It relates closely to all the aspects of you that you can't detect with the five senses. You can't see, hear, smell, taste, touch, or feel it. It also encompasses your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. None of which can be measured, but all of which can be discerned by looking at the energy flows in your life, including your health and your money flows. For there to be physical illness, there has to be an energetic disruption present that is preventing the flow of chi or life energy throughout this energetic body. This is how acupuncture works. It accesses this energetic body to release blockages in the chi that are causing physical symptoms. Energetic blockages not only cause symptoms in your physical body, but also in the flow of money into and out of your life. I often see women suffering from both health and financial issues simultaneously because of this. Freeing up energy usually allows both health and finances to improve. An improvement in any one area of life, like finances, usually translates to improvements in other areas. This is why it's essential to talk about money when you're talking about health. That's when I discovered Money Zen's Manisha Takur. I had to have her on the podcast. She totally gets it. And I wanted to share this vital information with you. Your body is not separate from your money, is not separate from your career, is not separate from your relationships, is not separate from your creativity, is not separate from the essential flow of your life force energy. You absolutely must address all of these, if you are to experience the brilliant health that you deserve. Look around you and think about the people you know who are thriving on all levels, financially, physically, creatively. What they all have in common, whether they know it or not, is that they are managing their energy, their intangibles well. And energy is freely flowing through their lives as abundant health and vitality and wealth. Now think about some people you know who are demonstrating stagnant energy, energy blockages, and look at their corresponding levels of these aspects of their life. Not as much vitality or money flowing through their experience is there. So if you want to get your health right, one aspect you must understand is getting your money right. Getting your energy straight helps to heal both of these. And Manisha is here to help you get started doing just that. I'll tell you a little bit about her now. Manisha Takor, CFA, CFP, is a nationally renowned financial literacy advocate for women. Her work has been featured in media outlets, including The Wall Street Journal, PBS, NPR, CNN, Women's Health, and Real Simple. 
Manisha sits on the board of the National Endowment for Financial Education and is on faculty at the Omega Institute's Women's Leadership Center. She is also the co-author of two personal finance primers for young women called On My Own Two Feet and Getting Financially Naked. Manisha earned her MBA from Harvard Business School and her BA from Wellesley College. Her website is moneyzen.com. Welcome, Manisha. Oh, Karen, thank you so much for having me. So great to have you here. As I was just telling you, when I first discovered you online, I was so super excited because your philosophy on money really looked like a holistic philosophy and it really mirrored my philosophy on health. And I said, I have to talk to this woman. I need to interview her on the podcast and share her with with all my peeps because I'm always trying to help people understand how money and health are related and some of your philosophies that we'll get into, like the be, do, have, not the do, have, be, and some of the other things really spoke to that. And you talk about joy-based spending and financial fluency. I always talk about hormonal literacy. And so how did you come to be so interested in finances and really have this holistic perspective? So I think it's due to two twin forces. My dad taught me about personal finance when I was very young. We had a father-daughter bonding moment when I was 11, where my dad, who has worked his entire career in finance, sat me down with his financial calculator, HP12C, and showed me how to calculate out if I saved my baby sitting in lawn mowing money and invested it by the time I was 65, how much money I would have. And my eyes popped open. And so I got very interested from the mathematical side and the power of compounding. And my mom's like, an, she's an original bra burning hippie feminist. And <laughs> she had me playing with gender neutral toys. And her whole thing was money gives women voices and choices. And so I got it both from the numerical side and the empowerment 360 effect on your life side. And I noticed that was very different than many of my colleagues who only got it from the interest was purely from the numerical side. Great. So you were just steeped in this from a young age. I wish my parents had said, you know, you could invest that babysitting, dock walking, money. I think I worked in an ice cream store when I was 14. I wish they had told me, no. You know, I really learned the make and spend model from my parents, unfortunately. But they did teach me about holistic health. Well, you know, now you've given me an idea. I'm going to start calling this functional finances because that's really what it is. It's a perfect analogy because people tend to disconnect the finance part with its effect on your life and all aspects of your life, your happiness, your health, your spirituality, your ability to connect with others. Yes, I love that. Functional finances. That's perfect. And so let's talk about, you know, and some people who listen to the podcast are probably thinking, Dr. Kieran, why are you have talking about money on the podcast. We want to hear about health. But if you've been listening to me, you know that I explain that money is energy and your health is energy. And these are currencies and currency is money will flow through your life as money, but it will also flow through your life as health. And that the basis for your physical health is your energetic current. So your health and your money are related. And this is why people oftentimes who have health problems have money problems and people who have money problems have health problems. So they go together. Am I right? (laughs) 
completely spot on. Right. And so fixing one will help the other. So if you raise one level in your life, if you increase your creative expression, for instance, you're going to improve your finances, improve your health. If you improve your finances, you're going to generally improve other areas. Although I like to explain to people that a lot of people spend their health getting wealth thinking that if they have any health problems, they're going to be able to spend money to fix it. But there's some health problems you can incur that there's no amount of money that will fix. So my encouragement is don't only plan for retirement by saving money, but also preserve your health and do it soon and do it often. Kind of like investing money, right? (laughs) Right, right. And I can't emphasize that enough. I meet so many people and I'm one of them. I spent 25 years in the Wall Street world busting my tushy and unbeknownst to me, even though I had this holistic internal vision, it wasn't the, I, the lens was focused out on other people. It wasn't focused in on me and I was hurting my health. And as you know, now I'm, I'm struggling with the vestiges of Epstein-Barr virus. And I truly believe that came about because I did not invest in my health as I was so focused in spreading this message of ironically holistic <laughs> financial health. So it can happen to any of us. Yes, it can. And luckily, you're young enough that you probably can get a handle on this. I work with some, I see women, a lot of times they wait until they're in their 50s and 60s and they come and then we're really trying to bail out the boat. So the sooner you address these things, the better. But, you know, with functional medicine, I like to say, Almost nothing is irreversible, so you can really do some pretty miraculous things. So tell me about the be-do-have approach. What does that mean and what does most of society use? Sure. Let me loop that answer into something that you so rightfully pointed out, which is money is a flow. And so as a backdrop to my answer, I want people to think about this concept of Vicki Robin, who wrote the book, Your Money or Your Life back in 1992, is cult classic. She really popularized this idea that For the vast majority of us, money comes into our lives because we or someone near and dear to us in our household spent some of their life's energy out in the workplace and in exchange for that life's energy got money. So money came into our household because of an exchange of energy for that money. Therefore, when we spend that money, what we are spending quite literally is that life energy. And so when people think we're being woo-woo when we talk about this flow of money, we're not being woo-woo. That's factual. And so that's the backdrop against which I think about all of this. I feel like so many of us have been taught that we need to do this thing and order to have something that will then make us be whatever it is that we want. And by the time we get to the B part, we're so freaking exhausted from the first two steps. And what I've observed is when people start with the let me be how and who I want to be, I will have what I'm meant to have and that will lead me to do what I'm supposed to do. And that's a, it's like a completely opposite way of thinking about things. 
But I find that like with money, if somebody says to me, I'm just going to make up my mind to be happy, no matter what, you know, stoic kind of philosophy, like there's a Latin phrase, amor fati, love fate, like this is what I've been given. And I'm, I'm just going to like a lemon, squeeze the most happiness out of it that I can. And then I'm going to have the lemon juice that I've got squeezed out of that lemon. And then I'm going to do with it what I can. It's going with the flow kind of action rather than swimming upstream, which is this, you know, focus on being a human doing and not a human being. Did you know that you can get my personal attention on your medical concerns by scheduling a consultation with me, no matter where you live in the U.S.? Yep, that's right. You'll get the answers that you need when I focus my 20 plus years of experience, board certification and fellowship training in functional medicine directly on your health concerns and identify the root causes of why you're not well and exactly what you need to do to get well. Whether you're suffering with overweight and fatigue, brain fog, hormonal imbalance, IBS or autoimmune disease, hair loss or the big three, high blood pressure, cholesterol and diabetes, I've got answers for you you. You don't have to suffer with chronic health conditions, symptoms, or continuing drug treatments that don't actually fix the underlying problem. There are reasons why you're having the health challenges that you're now facing. We will uncover those reasons together when we work one-on-one with a personalized approach, and I'll lead you through a plan to correct them and get you feeling great in your own skin again. Use the link on my website, Kieran Dunstan, MD, to schedule a 15-minute complimentary phone consultation with me to discover how great your life will be when you conquer your health concerns. Visit KieranDunstanMD.com for more information. That's K-Y-R-I-N-D-U-N-S-T-O-N-M-D.com. Your brilliant health is waiting. Right. I love that explanation. And I I know that I was taught that I think everyone in my generation was that you decide what your life will look like that will make you happy. And then you do those things and you have those things. And I've had the million dollar house and the luxury cars and the boat and the fancy vacations. And I've had all that. And what I've learned is it doesn't make me happy. What made me happy is when I can be who I was meant to be, be my authentic self. And actually my health improves with that because then that current flows through me into my body as health. And then it flows into my life as currency and financial abundance as well. And, you know, I think it's unfortunate. I had to go through all that to learn. And it's not that I did the things I did necessarily because I thought the financial abundance would make me happy per se. I really believed that I was doing what I felt called to do to work with women. I was, but what I learned is that what I'm called to do is ever evolving. Mm -hmm. And to think that it's a static picture that's going to stay the same for 50 years and I'm going to be in the same job for 50 years really probably would have depleted me because I would have been stopping the flow of energy that was calling for greater expansion. And this is what I see in a lot of my patients that they may have been a principal. This one patient comes to mind for a long, long time, but it's killing her health, but she can't let go of being the principal 
to be whatever it is that she's called to be greater. Does this make any sense? It does. <laughs> I mean, I spent the, I'll be turning 50 in August and I spent it. So I'm having this whole sort of midlife. Whoo, and when I look back, I spent the first half of my career working with large institutions, totally living in the seven figure world, both, you know, income and health wise. I mean, I, there was a lot of financial abundance going on, but one of the things that I feel was such a blessing was despite the fact that I was working 80 to hundred hour weeks in exchange for all of that financial abundance, I was given an even bigger gift, which was that I worked for two different jobs for self-made billionaires. And I got this up close experience. Now it was the help, but I got this up close experience. I was flying on private planes with them. I was in the car service. I was at the Mandarin Oriental being greeted like royalty. And well, they were greeted like royalty. I was carrying the bags, so to speak, metaphorically, but I got to see up close enormous. I did really well. And then I saw enormous riches. And I, I just realized the cost that oftentimes comes with this. And so I switched in the second half of my career over to having much more of a focus on individuals, which is a much less lucrative slice of the financial world but one that I felt filled my soul much more and one that enabled me to help people build the, a stable enough fa financial foundation that you don't even think about it. It just flows into the rest of your life versus the people that I was dealing with in the first part of my career where it was just money was everything. You were your number. Yes. Yeah. What do you do? First thing people ask you, you know, and then how much do you make? People are often trying to assess, but what you're talking about and describing almost sounds like that financial drunkenness that I seen you talk about and that financial interventions are often needed. And one thing that I know where this comes up with some people I work with or who are considering working with me is that they see healthcare expenditures as an expense to be minimized. I need to spend as little as possible on my health because that's an expense, right? But what I try to help them understand is that is an investment in your most important asset. And most people can't make that shift because I think culturally we really are just trained to believe that it's an expense to be mitigated. So can you talk about how you view health expenditures? Oh, I feel so strongly about this. I hear over and over again people telling me, Minisha, my plan for retirement is just to keep working. And what the stats show us is that the vast majority of people who want to keep working can't. And sometimes the reason is being laid off, but more often than not, it's because some kind of chronic health issue has creeped up or acute health issue has creeped up and they are no longer able to work. And so by investing in your health along the way, your single biggest asset, especially when you're younger, is your future earnings power. That is, if you were to, you know, get into the math of it all and do a discounted cash flow analysis, which is how you judge present value, it's your ability to earn future income streams that's your greatest source of wealth generation. And so investing in your health, spending money to maintain and improve your health is actually money that you are using to sustain and nourish your biggest source of income growth over the course of your life. 
And I just can't emphasize enough, I think we're heading into a period where we're going to hear more and more and more stories of boomers heading into retirement and being forced to retire earlier than they expected to or could afford to because of health reasons. Yeah, and that's and it's unfortunate. And I love it when people come to me sooner rather than later because yeah, yeah. by the time I, I see so many people and, and they'll say, well, I'm going to wait to work with you until I retire. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, and then they come to me and they're 65 and they've retired and the health problems have gotten to such a level that there really are, there's no amount of money that will fix a lot of things. And so I really encourage people to understand that your health is your greatest asset. You can replace your house, you can replace your car, you can replace any material thing in your life, but your health, your physical health sometimes cannot be replaced. So do not let it go. And I really look forward to a day in school where they teach about how the care and tending to your body, not just home economics, but also financial literacy. So health literacy and financial literacy, wouldn't that be awesome? It would be amazing because lack of financial literacy can take such a toll on your health. Stress is routinely cited by the American Psychological Association. It's one of the top causes of stress and fights in marriages mm -hmm. and general stress overall, fights in marriages and divorce. And I see this left, right, and center. When you, and in fact, I'm not the only one that's seeing this. In fact, we're now seeing large corporations instituting financial well-being or wellness programs as an employee benefit. It's just getting started because what they've realized is the lost productivity from having financially stressed workers has now become a significant enough drain that it makes sense to pay for educational programming in the workplace as an employee benefit to help employees at any stage of their life enhance their financial well-being. That really says something when profit-driven Fortune 500 companies are doing that analysis and are seeing that lost productivity due to financial stress. Yes, that speaks volumes and that's wonderful. I love that a lot of those companies are also implementing health programs. Right. Uh, so they're really helping people. It would be wonderful if we could start in grade school with right. some of that education or high school. You know, I remember that when I was in high school, I was always very interested in financial issues and I would read books. Oh, I'm trying to remember the name of that, the group of ladies who used to invest. Oh, the Beerstown ladies. Yes, right. And they had written a book and I read that and I just thought it was all very fascinating. But it would be nice to have had some formal education. Yeah. And then as a woman, what do you think is important for women to know today in terms of whether, I guess, through the lifespan, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and, you know, all throughout the lifespan, what is it that we need to know today to be financially abundant, affluent, and not have finances cause stress in our lives that actually leads to health problems? Yeah. First and foremost is the fact that women face three financial headwinds right out of the gate that men do not. 
The first is that we still earn less on the male dollar. And, you know, in the best case scenario, we're earning, let's call it 80 cents on the male dollar. And depending on ethnicity, that can drop. Latina women are earning closer to 50 cents on the male dollar. It's horrific. The range is awful. So we are earning less money. Then we, on average, spend, as women, 11 more years than men out of the paid workforce taking care of our children or elderly parents. And that 11 years typically comes at some point in our peak earnings period, either while we're ramping up to it or we're in it. And then we live longer than men. And so essentially we earn less for less years in the workforce, and yet we need more money because we're going to live longer. And also because while we're living longer, a chunk of our money may be drained, taking care of the men in our lives that may pass before us and doubly tax that. So women face these financial headwinds right out of the gate that men do not. What that means is we have to prepare for it as early as possible. If I can get to a young woman in her 20s and 30s, I can literally change her life. Now, it's never too late. Just as you mentioned with health, if you're in your 50s and you're listening to this, it is not too late. But the key is that we are starting with a massive handicap. Then the next thing to know is that good personal finance um, hygiene does not have to be difficult. The financial system is set up in such a way that the media that we see, the news stories that are put out, make it sound like it's rocket science. I can tell you what to do with, I mean, I can tell you basically the formula in five minutes or less for how to solve 90% of your financial issues. And it's the financial version of eat more leafy green vegetables, fruits, drink more water and avoid processed foods and you're 90% of the exercise and you're 90% of the way home. There's a financial version of that. And we can circle back to that if you'd like. Mm -hmm. And then the last piece of it that across any lifespan I want women to know is It sounds trite, but there are no dumb questions. What I have found, and I have been on all the major national TV shows, whether it's CNBC, Squawk Box, or Power Lunch, or CNN, a variety of shows, even like Dr. Oz and Rachel Ray, lots of different shows talking about personal finance. And what I find is that financial pundits, when asked questions that they don't know the answers to, default into babbly jargon, jargon speak. And and so nobody can understand what they're saying, themselves included. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if you ask a question, it's and generally, if you don't understand what somebody is saying to you about a personal finance concept, it is because they do not, the person explaining it does not understand it well enough to put it into clear terms because there is nothing that requires complicated math or uh, rocket science to get this financial stuff ticked and tied. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media and send it to someone who would benefit from it. If you love the show and really want to support it, please go to iTunes, write a review and subscribe. This helps other women find us so that they too can heal and enjoy brilliant health. I've got a gift for you. If you take a screenshot of your review, 
post it on your social media and tag me. I'll send you a special surprise right to your inbox. Thank you so much for joining me. And remember, healing and getting optimally healthy isn't magic, it's science.